0: Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by proamsports.ca. 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D I G I T E X.ca. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.
1: 107 in Edmonton. Ulrich and Campbell with you on Oilers. Now Bob in the air with the Oilers as they head out to Florida. The Oilers battling the Panthers on Saturday. Tampa Bay on Sunday. Should be two fun games this weekend. You have uh, the Panthers in a dogfight for a playoff spot and then Tampa Bay the class of uh, the Eastern Conference right now. Some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates from Japanese Village. Free locations downtown, south side, and on the north side. You can call on our Oilers Now hotline at 780 496 0063. Brought to you by Larry the Cable Guy, April 14th. They also have Bill Angville, March 24th. Text us 636 30. Brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, Go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. Or there's now, as always, is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Ched uses Digitex for their copiers and printers, and the service is excellent. Very excited to bring aboard our next guest, Rich Sutter, part of the Sutter family, longtime NH NHLer. He is currently a Pro Scout for Columbus follows the Oilers and the Flames closely doing some work with Sportsnet and uh, we'll catch up with uh, Rich right now. Rich how are things going?
2: I'm doing very well Brennan thank you how are you?
1: Not bad at all long time no talk I know you're around the rink a lot though uh, at Rogers Place checking out the Oilers from time to time Uh, you're doing some work with the Columbus Blue Jackets so let's start there Uh, as a pro scout uh, how's that been going for you?
2: It's been great Um, you know it's it's uh Something that kind of evolved last year. The team had me come on board, just kind of quietly move around throughout the organization, get to get comfortable with people, and understand kind of where we're at with things. And and it was a real opportunity. I think moving forward, to uh, as much as I love still working at Sportsnet, but you know, to be given the opportunity, the, the leeway the team gave me, as long as it didn't interrupt with the the work that had to be done within the organization to uh, to get back involved in a team environment and spend time just not watching other teams around the league and being an eye and an ear for the team but also uh um uh, to be around your own group of guys and uh, both in columbus and in cleveland with the farm team which is what i've been uh doing now uh um it's been really good something that i've uh and really enjoyed doing and being part of and and, and with such good people
1: so what's your schedule like then travel wise because we do see you at a lot of Euler games are you based out west quite a bit
2: uh, usually that's been most of the most of the how it's been Brennan uh, at this time of the year you, you just you're prepared to go whenever and wherever and uh, I mean it's hockey season and I'm a firm believer that in order for your team to try and find ways to get better you, you've you also uh, you know this time of the year you've already got to start looking at next year and you certainly have to start looking at you know uh is it the draft uh what you can do at the draft not your responsibility is obviously not drafting but um <clears throat> being prepared plan a plan b plan c with what other teams might be thinking as they near the draft themselves and what might be available so you kind of got to forecast things out uh not necessarily meaning that you're going to be right but you got to be prepared for things and uh opportunities that may come along in terms of whether players are going to be uh, uh, uh with contracts whether or not they're going to be qualified or not and there's always a surprise or two if you do you better make sure you know your guys and and if there's something that's going to happen in terms of a player becoming available through a trade uh you got to be prepared for that and it's just not the draft then it becomes july one then it becomes training camp and I'm just a firm believer in order for the organization to get better, you have to look out, you have to be beyond where you're at today and uh, be prepared to know, know your people and know the people that are out there.
1: Well, I'm sure you uh, learned those, uh, you know, those uh, traits as a player as well, and uh, growing up on the farm because that's what the Sutters are all about. And uh, I know the game has changed a lot, Rich, uh, over the last few years to uh, you know speed and skill, but you know, hard work is still uh, an important uh, trait for any player. So, what does Rich Sutter look for in a player when you're out scouting?
2: Well, I, the biggest thing that I had to learn when I left the game, Brandon, was I had a really unique opportunity. Unlike a lot of my brothers. That, you know that I've had great success in coaching, uh, managing other parts of organizations. Uh, I wanted to do something a little bit differently, and I got a real opportunity uh, to become one of the be one of the team builders of the Minnesota Wild franchise, and the opportunity then to work with you know a group of guys. There was and 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 our team building uh, of the five or six people, every one of us had either won, or been to the championship game at every level. Possible, uh, so there was a lot of experiences there to share within our group to help each other get better, and it certainly has taught me a lot about where we're at in today's game and how to make those adjustments. Because it's just not about being the kind of player that we were or I was. Um, you still have to realize the value of the the skilled player in the game today, and, and even the smaller player in the game today. So. You have to be able to put that stuff together and have the fun, the right mix and blend to uh, give your organization a chance to to be competitive and hopefully to win it, you know, come springtime. So there's a lot of value in that, and it's taught me a lot about how to how to go about doing some things. And um, I'm just lucky to be where I am today and and to be able to work with such good such good people.
1: We'll get to uh, the Oilers in a second, Rich, but. Uh Mark Letestu was traded from the Oilers to Columbus, and uh, as we talked about, you're now a pro scout there. So, did you have any say in that transaction? I know you've watched uh, Mark closely a lot over the last
2: few years. Yeah, I, I would. I would say I, I had a little bit to say about it. I mean, the biggest thing is you have to trust, uh, you know, who these people are, who what kind of players they are, but how do they fit in? Not just to our our, our mix, but uh, moving forward, if this was an opportunity for Mark, knowing that. you the writing might have been on the wall with the others in terms of what would happen moving forward next season. Uh, it gave us an opportunity to bring a guy back into our locker room that, that knew our group, that knew the city. I mean, he, he still maintains a home there and lives there in the offseason for the most part, but basically knowing his character and what he could bring to our group that was of value uh, to our team heading into the home stretch here and It gave us an opportunity to to get another look at him uh, up close, but also for him to prove himself that 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 he's a bona fide NHL player still for another year or two. And and so it it was a win-win for all of us uh, involved uh, in terms of where he's at, where we're at, and hopefully he can uh, help us down the stretch and hopefully into the playoffs.
1: Well, the Blue Jackets uh, looking like they will be a playoff team again, Rich. Uh, you know, a tough start to this season, maybe some inconsistency at times, but it really seems like, you know, you guys are finding your game right now. Uh, the one constant, though, I would say this season, uh, Seth Jones. He's been a, a rock and maybe should be in uh, the conversation for the Norris. I know you likely followed him a little bit when he was with Portland in the WHL, um, but just where he is as a player right now, uh I know there were some dicey moments early with nashville but he's really uh found his game he's still young 23 years old but man oh man is he good uh just talk about him a little bit for us
2: well thing about seth is you know getting him knowing him in portland uh he was such a good junior player and the trade was kind of a unique trade with nashville where you traded two kids that came basically from the same junior, junior organizations that knew each other that basically uh one got off a plane in, in Columbus on a plane from Nashville, and, and the other got on the plane going to Nashville, and all they did was switch house keys, they switch car keys, and, <laughs> and uh, away they went. But uh, Seth is, has been obviously the cornerstone of our back, and along with Zach Yarinski. Um They play big minutes. They play heavy minutes. They play important minutes. Uh, Seth's a little banged up right now, but certainly hoping that we can get him Back to the point where he can be in terms of his health as we uh, hopefully get to the playoffs. Uh, tonight is a is a huge game in Philadelphia, so um, you know he's just been the real cornerstone of where we're at. All situational player, and there's not many guys in the game that can do you know the things that he can do, especially uh, in terms of how big he is. He's I mean he's a big man and and uh, he's a real athlete, which is great. A lot of
1: people at first said, you know, this is a trade slam dunk for Nashville, but right now I think that has shifted a little bit to Columbus based on the way Seth Jones continues to develop as a player. Uh, The playoffs around the corner, Rich, um, you look at the East right now. Columbus getting hot at the right time, and uh, some of these Eastern teams are banged up. We look at Boston with all the injuries they have in Toronto now. Uh, you know Austin Matthews has been out for a while, and Frederick Anderson going down last night. He's been the heartbeat of that team for uh, all season long. Uh, so a chance for the Blue Jacks to make some noise if they get in get into the the playoffs here.
2: Well, the game is so in such a good state now, and, and so much parity that. Uh, you know, you look you look where you're at in the standings. Just for example, the Blue Jackets themselves. I and mean, you win tonight, you know, you're back in a third place, uh, tie with the Flyers if you win in regulation, and, and then you're four points back at Pittsburgh and Washington for first. Um, that just goes to show how close it is, and, and the value of, of, of um, obviously not three point games, but getting just strictly the two point game, and and but also. Getting yourself in the right path come come April, the second week of April, which is really important. Getting in and being and coming in at the right frame of mind as a group and how you are as a group. and Hopefully that's trending in the right way for us. Obviously there's still a handful of games to go, and, and they're really important games. And the key is, uh, is you got to win a lot of those games to get in. So if you do, uh, you are trending in the right direction. If you are, then you give yourself a chance.
1: Uh, Rich, I know you were in uh, Calgary for the Battle of Alberta on uh, Tuesday. Uh, The Flames shining out, the Oilers won nothing. I want to ask you about, uh, you know, the response from the Oilers uh, when it comes to, you know, fighting as a team, standing up for each other. It was a hot topic after that game. I know the Flames, they're... Their goal, or their uh, key to, to winning that game, was likely get under McDavid's skin as much as we can. Kachuk wasn't in the lineup, but they did—they did a pretty good job of it. Everyone was trying to take out McDavid when they had a chance, and a lot of Oilers fans were upset by that—that that no one, uh, you know, stood up to some of those Flames players. Uh, the game has changed a lot, but is there still a place for someone to, you know, handle someone's business when need be if a star player is, uh, you know, getting mauled out there? I guess.
2: Well, Brian, uh, there's two th- ways to look at that. And one is, yeah, I believe there is a place for it, but it's the right time. Um, you know, the way Connor played on on Sunday, or on Tuesday night was, you know, I talked to him around 4.30 that afternoon at the rink, and he was, you know, first of all, he's such a great kid and such a focused kid that, you know, I knew he was going to have a big game. And the big games doesn't necessarily count points just because you had points. It's how you play. And... I thought he was, I mean, he was, he was dynamic all night long. And some of the plays he made where he created something out of nothing, um, but then had to deal with some of the stuff after whistles. He knows that's how the game's going to work for him. He's the best player in the game. And when you play a rival like Calgary, there's going to be situations like that. And, uh, I thought he handled himself very well. And, you know, the flames aren't, aren't, no uh, aren't going to scare people either in terms of how they're going to punish guys. They're going to confront, uh, more than so much punish i think that's kind of what connor dealt with that night was just more being confronted with that type of game and actually i I, quite frankly i thought he thrived in it so uh secondly and then is there a place in the game yeah there is i think i still believe it my only concern is the game doesn't become a lot of fun to watch when there's a big hit in the game and someone's got to run over and fight the guy or want to fight the guy Mm -hmm. because there was a hit well that's part of the game hitting is part of the game and I think a lot of the players they kind of forget about that that you know that that it's not right to uh they don't think it's right to to get run over once well heck you know the game's not that far removed where people need to be reminded that hitting is still part of the game and come playoff time are you going to run over and fight a guy because your teammate gets run over if you do I think you're going to hurt your team more than you're going to help it so um other fans I think they'll be just fine Connor's going to be just fine um Dollars Management Group are smart. They they know what they have to do to more than just hit the reset button this summer. Uh, the adjustments are going to have to be made with some some situations with positions on players, and uh, I'm sure they'll do that. I mean, they're they're not that far away from being right back at. So I think they'll be just fine.
1: What in your mind, I guess, has been uh, the Oilers' biggest downfall then this season, Rich? I think a lot of people are still excited about uh, you know, the future moving forward here with McDavid. Dry settled. Nurse has stepped up, Nugent Hopkins, and you know McDavid finding some chemistry together here. But what to you has uh, been uh, the most uh, glaring issue with the Oilers this season that has them out of the playoffs?
2: Well, I just think their lack of production up front, <laughs> uh, specialty teams, obviously there's been guys that obviously have had down years that were their were they career years for them last year I don't know but the biggest thing is are they able to just hit the reset button and, and come back and along with Cam, Cam Talbot's goaltending but you know goaltending I don't care how good you are in that if you're not playing to the structure that set in front of you in front of you um, as a group um, you're going to give up a lot of chances and there's going to be holes around the front of your net and that's what cams had to deal with a lot of nights this year so there's a lot of things that they need to be um improved on but i think more than anything a lot of the answers are still right there um it's just going on and making some adjustments some more speed up front some more skill uh and i think they'll be just fine uh i think it's going to be a real learning curve for players like Connor mcdavid this year you know obviously they miss ryan neacher hopkins when he was in the lineup who is one of my favorite players um him back and, and sh- playing him at left wing right now might, might show that maybe they don't need to go find a guy that can play a car on the left side but maybe him and a are, are their answers and I personally think they both are uh, so let them play and see what happens down the stretch
1: yeah I'm with you on Nugent Hopkins 100% I believe uh, last year you were on with Bob and you said something about uh, you have 100 100- reasons why Nugent Hawkins is part of a solution here at Empton or something like that. I don't want to put words in your
2: mouth, but it was... There's 93 reasons 93 why. Oh, <laughs> 93 reasons why. You know, okay. The biggest thing is, you know, um, the talk about Carlson and things like that, players like that, you're going to have to give up an awful lot or a Hoffman to, to make changes in your organization from Ottawa. But I think a lot of your answers are right there in front of you. <laughs> uh, it's just adding to your group. and and And, hey these guys hockey players aren't stupid and neither is management they don't they don't uh, lose their brains overnight they they know what they're up to uh, there were some mistakes made that the key is to minimize them and to to grow and, and go from there and if they can add some pieces i like i said i really believe this team is going to be right back in the thick of things next year
1: rich just before i let you go what's uh daryl up to these days is he looking to get back uh, into coaching next season
2: well, I hope so.
1: <laughs> uh, we saw him as part of the media. You're, you're thinking, hey, that's uh, that's my
2: job. I'm part of the media. And then, of well, course, no, now you're scouting no. again. But Daryl did a good job. at it. I think, you know, uh, <laughs> he's been a proud grandpa today. Uh, daughter Jessie had a twin twins uh, here just a couple days ago. So he's back in Alberta at this point. Uh, cabin season is probably trying to finish up with that as well. So he's busy. But I hope Daryl gets back in it. Um, I think he's a great coach. I love watching him coach. I'm a fan of him as a coach. And that's just not because he's my brother. You know, you don't win Stanley Cups while he won Stanley Cups and and the success he had in in LA and and just lose it overnight. So I hope he'll get the opportunity to to go back to the right situation. It's probably best suited for him and his family. And and, uh, he knows he'll have the family support. And quite frankly, I hope he does.
1: Rich, let's do it again uh, closer to the playoffs here. When, uh, Col- let's do it when Columbus clinches a playoff spot because I think that's going to happen uh, before the season's over and we'll get you on uh, shortly after that. Sounds good, Brennan. Thank you. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate it. Rich Sutter. Love having him on. Great insight into the game. Um, he's seen it as a media member, a former player, now as a scout. So he's done it all and I uh, love getting him on. Respect his opinion a lot. And he uh, made a great point there, Dave, talking about... Uh, I know we're late for a break here, but uh, when he was talking about if you're in the playoffs, are you going to go out and you know fight someone after a clean hit? And, uh, I mean, he's bang on. It, it doesn't happen in the playoffs, so maybe it shouldn't in the regular season. But I think with McDavid, though, there are times when if he gets run, someone needs to step up. So uh, interesting take there. I, I like what he had to say on that, and he makes a lot of sense. But when it comes to McDavid at times... You know what I mean? I'd like to see the team sort of uh, rally behind him and do whatever it takes to protect that guy. Yeah, uh, I I
0: think I agree with that to a point. I mean, clean hits are going to happen. You know, Connor McDavid's out there as part of the game. And there's no, you know, don't hit here sign on Connor McDavid. So um, it's disturbing when you see it happen. I I think you have to send a message to the other team that, look, we're not going to... We're not going to stand for it if you're going to take liberties against our player. But what I can't stand in the game of hockey is when, and the mindset that media, some media, and some fans have is, well, you can't hit the star player or you react to a clean hit. Why? It's part of the game. So you can hit Connor McDavid, but you can go hit Johnny Goodrow, right? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. So if it's a dirty hit, absolutely. I mean, yeah. It
1: should be dealt with. But if it's a clean hit, hey, it's a clean hit. 100%. Yeah, I hate when there's fights after a clean hit. Like It drives me nuts. Yeah, I hate that 100%. Yeah, so it should not happen.
0: Well, you shouldn't hit Connor McDavid. Well, he shouldn't be out there then. You know? And McDavid can hit himself. Absolutely. He, he, I mean, we Connor saw that McDavid hit
1: on Sorensen in the playoffs. He can throw
0: his weight around a bit. Connor McDavid would tell you, I'm out there. So I'm vulnerable to a hit just like anyone else is. Now, if it's a dirty hit, I, I obviously disagree with that. If it's a clean hit, okay, whatever. Tough
1: luck, move on. I was more so upset about uh, the reaction when Benning got cross-checked uh, against San Jose, that uh, one game, than what we saw in the Flames game. That was a hard-fought game. I know it was stage-in. Someone could have maybe stood up the stage-in in, uh, in sure. that game, sure. Yep. But Lucic isn't going to be the guy that goes after stage-in. Like, that no. makes no sense at all, so... <laughs> But uh, at times, I think, I think the frustration for fans has sort of boiled over throughout the season. We know the team's struggling, but we would still like to see them play as a team from top to bottom from the start of the game to the end of the game. It's 1.27 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout for the 1.30 news. We're way late. We have Serge Lejoie around the corner. Uh, we'll get to Stoffer Trivia as well. This is what there's now.
0: When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place proamsports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, Proam Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a Proam Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So, no matter who you cheer for, Pro Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on Saint Albert Trail.
2: Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca.